Hello, everybody. My name is Justin. Hey, I'm Chris. This is episode 69 of the Bible Buffoons podcast. And What's we're back. going on? Hey, I man, let me find this. So you guys may know our intro music, which we like. We love our got a stanky groove. Ooh, well, that is done by one of my former. And we said this way back when in the, in the beginning. It's been a long time. Did we have that for episode yes, one? Yes, or episode zero. Yes, even we had yeah. that episode zero, I believe. Um, let me find his. I know his name, uh, Mason Thomas. Shout out Mason, uh, one of my former students. Oh, but what is his band? He has a band that had just had, had an album come out just not too long ago. Pretty Embers. Is it Pretty Embers? Pretty Embers. I, I know it's Embers, but the Instagram handle is not Pretty Embers. Yeah, on Spotify, it's Pretty Embers. Okay, Pretty Embers. Hey, they just put a album out. It's on Spotify. Check it out. If you like the groove. Yeah, it's not that groove. So it's a different type of music. We asked Mason... We sent him like two or three songs and said, do something similar, please. Do, do that. That's free. They don't have to pay people money. <laughs> um, and then he gave us like two or three and we're like, no, Dunzo. Then I remember he goes, okay, good. I'll redo it and make it sound better. And I said, no, 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 no. Like, this is perfect. This is great. Like, I want it to sound like you were just in your living room just, playing just and you're using the iPhone recorder. I don't care. Yeah. Sounds great. And here we are. Here we are. 69 episodes later. <laughs> we still have it. That's great. Hey. Speaking of microphones, mm. speaking of mm. studio making stuff sound right, we got an invite to go to a real recording studio. From who? And do the one that's on our street. Gary? I have no idea what you're talking you about. You don't know Gary and Alexis? No. <laughs> you don't? I no. told Gary to listen. Gary, if you're listening, what's up, buddy? Hey, Gary. Um, yeah, you do. And he has that because you've been on family walks with us. Just just you. Oh, on our street. <laughs> on our street. I thought you were talking about on this street. No, our personal, our house street. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, the musician life. guy, right? Yes. Yeah. So he he has his house, him and his wife, and then he bought the house behind him on a different street, and that's his studio. Cool. He was like, I have like a thousand instruments in there. Nice. We started talking the other day. He had a drum set in the back of his truck. I was like, yeah, drum set. He's like, yeah, this is uh, the band Toto's. I was like, <laughs> why do you have Toto drums? And he's like, I'm selling it. I, I was like, what now? He's like, I buy like multiple drum sets a day and I sell them. I bless the rains down in Africa. But you know what he did? What? So he stopped. I was out there weed eating the other day, making my yard look pretty. He stopped and gave my wife a book. They talk. Some, my wife runs and sees them some mornings, like some Christian book that his church did. Gave me some CDs. Nice. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do with those, but <laughs> he gave me some CDs. Uh, better than tapes, I guess. Um, Give my wife like a pearl band or like the the drums, the drums like yeah. a t shirt. He's like, nice. hey, I got. Where you just, go? He just he was Santa Claus. He was. He was giving a bunch of stuff. I was like, thanks, Gary. <laughs> and I was like, hey, me and Chris, we have a podcast. He goes, come to the studio and record it. And I was like, that seems like it. Seems like more trouble than what we do right now. <laughs> no, I said thank you, Gary. We bought these off of Amazon. We use our like the production level is not what we're going for, which is good. But we, we just sound this good naturally. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm afraid to hear what I sound like <laughs> yeah. in like real junk where he's doing levels. And I whatnot. like it muffled a little bit. Yeah, uh, that's cool though. But I did say me and Chris want to come by and check out your studio. He's like, absolutely, come on in. 
bang on some drums play a little music you should bring there. you and katie should go and cut an album we'll, we'll cut a, cut a do track a, do a richardson family christmas album yes it happens can you do christmas trap uh if jude beatbox says yes okay that's all that's all that's all we care about he can beatbox and sing jingle bells at the same time it's pretty impressive of course he can <laughs> of course he can <laughs> and then my son tries to and it sounds horrible <laughs> just making fart noises and we're like good job buddy good job my right. wife put a uh if you guys follow my wife on the instagram she put something on a reel that she found the other morning she and sent it to me and it's his mom and it says something like living with toddlers and it had this quote like mom look at me and it's his mom going, wow like her like <laughs> wow wow like, the owen wilson voice yeah wow what? that's exactly what it is <laughs> wow just like look at the cool things do you remember i don't condone watching this show but i don't know how you would now mad tv yeah you remember stuart yeah like the big baby like look, the what, big I tele- look what i can do I was like, oh, that's silly. And then you have, and then you have a kid and they're they like, look what I can do. Like, that's exact. Mom, look at this. And like standing on one foot and you're like, ah, you should be able to do that for years. Like, good job. <laughs> you're five. Like I expect you to. Good job, buddy. Anyways. <laughs> now when our like two-year-old does it, I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, that's, that's legit. But... Oh, that's good. Or Jack the other day just straight up jumped on our bed and did a front flip. Not off of it, on it. And we're like, look at you. We're like, look at that, buddy. Also, don't do that again when you're like we we have a big thing. I don't know if Charlie was this way. Like we have to tell Jack not to do some things that yeah. he's capable of doing because, because you don't want the little ones. Because little it. boys are like, oh, I'll do a front flip. Yeah. And they'll do it off the bed. They're <laughs> like, you can't do that. They're watching you. Well, they are. He likes to climb the outside of the stairs. Yeah. Mm-mm. Which he's fine. Whatever. And if he fell from the top, it, that's only like three feet for him. But I'm yeah. like, that's hospital for a two year old. Like that's a broken clavicle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't want that uh we did have that uh not broken clavicle we're just sitting there yesterday day before yeah in our playroom hanging out and greer from the second step <laughs> just a like head, not head for like almost like he belly flopped ouch i think his foot got he just tingled his foot and just went <laughs> and my breath goes what did he hit i'm like i i think like, everything, everything. Like, all of it fell. like i don't know what it yeah. is he was fine though good that's fine all right guys Ooh, we got an update. State stats. It's been a while. It has been a while. We got one. We we what was our last one? Nevada. Oh yeah, we did get one recently. Yeah, about two or three weeks ago. Yeah, but it's been a while since we've done that one. We got a new one, guys. We're up to forty states. Forty, and I guess territories. I don't know. They count DC. Sure, but we got that too. But forty, the, uh, but, 40 plus DC. But our new one. Well, then we, do we count count Guam and our other things that we own? Sure. Puerto Rico? But do we count that as not oh, for I don't states? Know. We'll have to, de- we'll have to determine. Staff meeting. We'll figure it out. We got West Virginia. Beautiful. Mountaineer state. I don't know if I've ever been to West Virginia. Hmm. Have you? I, I. It would seem like a town I would... It would seem like a state in areas that I would enjoy. You look like you're from West Virginia right now. Like I'm a miner? Yeah. You're just a with my beard? Man. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. I've been welcome. Called, I've been called worse. Mm-hmm. But welcome, West Virginia. Thank you for listening. And they listen to, I think, like three or four. Like, oh, cool. They, they listen to a bunch. So uh, if you're hitting us up from West Virginia, hit us up. <laughs> say what's up. If you're <laughs> yeah. listening, say Who what's are up. you? I know. Well, hey, episode 69. We have been doing this for 
69 weeks. There you go. For a long time. Mm-hmm. We're wrapping up the year. We have a confession, guys. Oh. This is a this is a, a this is part of a Christian walk is confessions. Mm-hmm. Transparency. Uh, so, so Chris, what is your biggest sin this week? Oh wow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh this is a confession for us as the Bible Buffoons staff mm. and host and co host. All two of us. Guys, we have failed in our burger challenge. Yeah, it's okay. We we can admit it. We had high hopes. We came out the gate way too hot. Uh huh. That's the problem. And eating twenty burgers in two days yeah. did not do us Mistakes. well. Mistakes. Yeah. Now we've had a few other ones. We 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 have like next week. We have this week and next week to basically because we're out for Christmas. We have to like double record some stuff. We have to record two maybe next week or whatever just because of holidays, guys. You know how it is mm-hmm. with families and states and things and traveling. Uh, we're not going to get to eat like six more burgers. It's not, it's not going to happen. My goal is maybe two burgers. Yeah. The real goal is one. Right. We that's, have That's the one we're going to do. We have our final one. Chez Fon Fon. It even sounds fancy. It is. It is. It's like, has been in magazines and well known. That's like, back in the day, it was like the burger mm-hmm. in Birmingham. Yes. Like, so we have to at least try that one. We're, we're making plans. We haven't decided, like, are we going to bring our wives and make it a date night? Or just, me nice. and, or just me and you date night? <laughs> That'd be I'll, different. I'll wear a blazer. Get get snazzed up a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put my nice boots on. And What do you think they'd do if we rolled up with laptops and microphones and live recorded from Shea Fon Fon? So, I, I bet if we say, can we be your first customers that day and just put us in a corner, I bet they'd be like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I don't know how it's going to sound with us eating. Gross. Maybe we can record like a five minutes of us on our cell phones of us. Just like, hey, guys, we're here. <laughs> and then just plug that in. And then just plug it in. Yeah. All right. Staff meeting. Thanks, guys. We love your thoughts and prayers on our burger challenge. Teas and peas. Uh, <laughs> from T to B, top to bottom. That's right. Like T's and P's, T to B. Yes. All that and more. <laughs> I mean, this you, week on the Bible Buffoon. You can get more than a T to B? Sure. Really? Above and beyond. <laughs> as far as the East from the West. That's right. That's right. All right. All right, guys. That's it. That's all, all right. we have. Have for a great you. week. Have a great week. No. So we got a little, a little lesson here. Uh, a little thought on um, a few different things. One on. What does it mean to like be a be a Christian? Mm. Like almost like this bigger topic. And so, what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to live a Christian life? And we try to talk about this as husbands and fathers and just dudes and just Christians and just people here in the South and or West Virginia or Hong Kong, wherever listening to this at. Um, I'm sure it will look different different places for sure. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're in a different country, that's that's more persecuted down here in the South. I think we run a different, I want to say harder. I'm not going to say it's harder for us. I'd mm-hmm. love to get your, your, your input on this. I wouldn't say it's harder for us to be Christians here than it is like in like China where they're checking your emails and you have to be secret. And it's like secret church and basements. Yeah. That's very ridiculous. And Hey, all the thoughts and prayers to you guys. that yeah. know people and are doing that. And if you're being a missionary overseas and it's not a, uh, a very inviting place to missionaries 
more power to you. Awesome right. to you guys. We need you and y'all rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say it's hard for us down here in the South to be Christians because that's just kind of our culture down here. Yeah. And I think it's easy to kind of slide in. Mm. And there's a lot of gr- like we like I know me and my brain, I assume that every person I would come in contact with is a Christian down here. Yeah. And I think that's a unique mindset. Yeah. Which I think it's a, it's a bad mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, now one, most people that I hang out with, that I talk to, that we work with, that we hang out, like work at this church, go to this church or in our small groups, there are friends here. We right. have made really good friends here at this church. But even outside, if you go places, I'm just assuming that you're a Christian. Yeah. Just because we're in the South. We're in the right. Bible Belt. Um, and I think that that's sometimes hard for us to live. And then especially for our teens, and I talk to our teens about this a lot of like, it, it you, you always want to kind of fit in and look like everybody else, mm. but we're called not to. Right. We're called to be aliens. We're called to look different. We're called to be foreigners here and to stand out. And they're like, really but all my friends are this way all my friends are christians like i i I think we're all doing good it's like i think we're called to go even deeper yeah and to go even more that's true um i think it can certainly be a hindrance on how your faith activates in your life if you're immersed in a at least like a nominally christian culture and what i mean by that is Lots of, to your point, whether they are or not, lots of people would associate themselves with Christianity. Yes. Right? And what that doesn't tell you, though, is how how the teachings of Jesus actually play out in their lives. Right? And so in those muddy waters, it's kind of difficult to know how to interact with different people. Yeah. And if, and if I was in... If you were to put me in a different country, if you were to put me in a different region of of our country, and you told me, there's a thousand people that live in this community, and there's two Christians. Hmm. My mindset would be different. Right. In every interaction I go to, and like, ooh, I really want to share the love and joy of Christ those people. I'm going to make it an effort. Like, hmm. hey, I might be the only Christian you come in contact with this whole week. Hmm. That's a lot of burden. Burden. That's a lot of responsibility, which I think is good responsibility yeah. to say. Opportunity. Hey, yeah. That's probably a better word. An mm-hmm. opportunity. But here, do we have that mindset of like the people I come in con- uh, the people I come in contact with, they don't know Christ, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, no, I assume they do. Yeah. Now I should still be the light and have that opportunity, but we're like, oh, but they know, but they get it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I I think that there's a deal there, and. Timothy and the Bible talks about this too all the yeah. time. Even when, again, we like to poo-poo on the Pharisees because <laughs> it happens a lot in the Bible where they're kind of looked down on. But um, Paul, you know, talks about this. Um, and Timothy three is kind of what we're looking at. I think Second Timothy three uh, is what we're looking at. Second Timothy, mine just says Timothy three, but I'm almost positive it's Second Timothy three, <laughs> uh, three one through five. Uh, it says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasures rather than the loves of God, having a form of godliness, 
but denying its power, mm. having nothing to do with such people. He's like, so watch out. So I think what he is kind of telling people is, or Paul is telling Timothy is like, they're going to look like it. Yeah. They're going to have the appearance of it, mm. but they truly don't have this. They truly don't have this sense of, or form of godliness, which he says, um, no, no, no. Having the form of godliness, but denying its power. Mm. Again, almost like the whitewashed tombs. Yeah. You know what Jesus you know, calls the Pharisees. Like, hey, you look on the outside, but you're dead on the inside. Mm. And I think for a lot of us, this is where we kind of live in that gray area. Mm. Because I know how to act on Sunday morning. Right. I can smile. I can say the right things. Um, we know the words to say. Yep. We know how to greet people. We know, you know, we know all the Christian things to do. But being a true Christian is more than just the mask and the things you put on on Sunday. Yeah. And it's more than just what it appears from the outside in. Yeah. It's this deeper way. And I think when that comes from the inside out, then our outside will look different. Yeah. Then we will transform to that. It's the difference between your faith being performative in that you think you have figured out this right formula uh-huh. And if I say the right things and I go to the right activities and on and on, and I think I've figured this out, I can perform in a way that fulfills my obligation. It's the difference between performative and transformative. Ooh, get them. Transformative yeah. says, Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. And that means my hands are off the wheel now. Jesus, and take the wheel. I'm going to go wherever you lead me. I'm Where gonna, do you go? I, there's songs. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it going. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think I think that even even church culture has created an environment where people think that they can um, fulfill a list of obligations, and that that's that's meeting the bar. Well, and I think that there's a way of this of uh, if you do go to church, we're not going to say this because we know people. We're not going to call, them. but there are, but there are people that that you look to mm-hmm. at your church and you go, they got it together, right? Because maybe they're up front or maybe they're and they do great things. I'm not saying this, but what we always talk about here in our staff and just here in ministry is it is hard to uh, judge someone's spiritual maturity. Mm, yeah. Right, like it's hard to judge that. I mean, no, there is some external things. I think the way you give your money and your time and your resources yeah. and your energy, like that, is a part of an outwards where you are constantly, hey, how can I serve and do and be hands and feet and an active deal? But real spiritual, you know, maturity starts within. It's right. that like transformative deal on the inside. So we may see somebody here at church and mm. go, oh, Mr. Smith. We don't have, I'm sure we do, but I'm not meaning a certain Mr. Smith, but Hey, Mr. Smith has it together. Right. But then you look at Mr. Jones and you're like, yeah, but they, they're not, but they may be the most spiritually mature because they are still working on themselves daily in their heart and daily doing that. And they may be more along or even better to kind of help walk people through because Mm -hmm. they are actively doing that. Yeah. Um, and not someone who's 70 years old and you think, well, they got it. Right. Um, yeah, it's that working on it mm. uh, uh, and not having the form. And so that's kind of the big thing is looking at this is looking at the form and the appearance of godliness. When I was a kid, um, I don't hear this word. I, I work with students all the time and this word is not said, but it was a big deal when we were kids being a poser. Ooh, yeah. Right. Like I don't hear those. I mean, I guess now there's probably a different word. You're being fake, being whatever, but like, 
for us in our generation, that was that's that's harsh words. Yeah, you're a poser. No, I'm not. Cut to the heart, right? It, it, it and for me, I remember from junior high on for a while. You're trying to figure out who you are, For what sure. your identity is. So you try some things. So you, you try some things, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I got a chain wallet. Yeah, I got these Jinko jeans. I never wore Jinko jeans, but right, it's like, no, I'm going to be this grunge skater deal. And it's like, you know how to skate? You're a poser. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on, don't look that way. Or hey, I want to be this kind of person, and and you kind of have that. And here, Paul, I think is saying, watch out for those posers. Mm. They look like they know what they're doing, but they really don't. Mm. Um, we got to work on that. And I think for him, he was saying, don't get too close to them, mm-hmm. help them and just kind of know that that is the climate that you're in. I think it's a climate we're in today. We're around a lot of posers mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. Um, in that. That's interesting. Looking at this list from, uh, second Timothy, we'll just call it. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can get my Bible out right now. Sorry. And, uh, you know, we'll call it. We'll Sorry, call guys. It. Like the notes we have, I I have Second <laughs> Timothy three at the beginning, and then it just says Timothy. But you know what? I think it's Second. I can yeah. fix it. Um, but you look at this list and it talks about you know lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient, ungrateful, on and on and on. There's this. There's a recurring theme in Scripture where, as followers of Jesus, we have power power that comes from God, power that comes from the Holy Spirit, but that power is primarily expressed through our weakness, and it's upside down, right? Yes, yeah, it's yeah. it's a reliance on God's power to work in and through our lives, but there's this constant pull, even in the church, maybe especially amongst followers of Jesus, to give up the actual power that we have mm-hmm. to trade it for earthly power. And how do you get earthly power? You do this list of things. Yeah. Right? And so there's this constant tension between, am I going to trust that God is who he says he is, sacrifice myself, uh, put my weakness on display so that God's power can work, or am I going to am I gonna rely on my own flesh or deceitfulness uh, to get the things that I want because I think that's the best way to do it? Yeah. Just like everything else that Jesus ever taught, it's this backwards, yep. upside down theology thinking mm-hmm. and what culture we're used to. Again, we talk about this sometimes of we like we like the self-made man, self-starter, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I got this. Look, look how hard that they worked and got here. Yeah. And in a Christian life, there's a part of that where you work and you and you do the time and you do that, but you can't ultimately do it. Right. It is you work to open your heart. You work to put yourself aside to let Christ in mm-hmm. and let him grow it. Right. And let the spirit move and work that there is some hard work that you have to do for yourself. Sure. But you're the one that doesn't do the transformation. He does. You're just doing the work to prepare yourself mm. for a full transformation. Yep. Um, and that is hard too. And that's guys, there's a billion and a half books out there on spiritual <laughs> formation. Um, on just how to grow spiritually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's a really big part of it. So in this study, uh, that I've done years ago and just kind of looking at, I think mine says I did this in 2016. So it's been a while, uh, <laughs> on my notes up here. Um, it's just really this idea of looking at, are we being a fake Christian? Hmm. 
And how do we combat being a fake Christian? And I think that's the battle for everybody. And again, you can ask the oldest person in your church and you can ask them, do you think you got it? And they're like, no, yeah. like it's a lifelong journey to be transformed and who you are when you're 10 and 16 and 26 and 40. And like, you're going to be different in different situations. And mm. so God is always working. You know, I don't expect Charlie to be as far along because he's dealing with certain things right. that 37 year olds don't deal with. So a 10 year old and a 30 year old are different, but we're still doing the same game. Or right. We're still in the same journey. It just looks a little bit different because you change and grow. Right. You have kids, you get married, whatever it may be. Um, but so in every stage of that, so if you're listening to this and you're in college or listen to this and you're 60, you have to figure out what arena you're in mm. and what stage of life you're in and how does this apply to you? Right. Because this isn't a blank across the board. Now, there's some things which is said, which I looked up. It is Second Timothy. <laughs> uh, don't have you know like love of money, and there's you know there's certain things that we can work towards to put aside, but in that. So, so here here in this lesson that we talked about or looked at, um, that uh, there's four different chairs. All right, so this is a visual for you guys. We're going to go through four different Christian chairs. Actually, four different chairs of where every single person that you come in contact with is in one of these chairs. Mm -hmm. And then what we have to do is figure out which chair you're in. Mm. And not we do that. You have to do it on your own. Right. Uh, figure out what chair you're in. And then how do we get to chair one? Mm. How do we get here? Um, and so chair one is what we would call like a real Christian. Like somebody who loves the Lord who is really, really trying to do their best, like is not just putting on this mask on Sundays that is daily, actively trying to be like, I, I want to read the words of Jesus and I want to read this and go, I'm trying to do this every single day. Um, um, and if they do that, I think a real Christian will live a life that demands an explanation. Yeah. Because we're going to look at them and call them weird. Mm. I don't know how many people that I can list that is actually in chair one. Yeah. Right. I'm not in chair one. Mm -hmm. I'm not there yet. And I bet if you were to ask those people that you think are in chair one, they'd be too humble and be like, no, I'm not there yet. <laughs> right? yeah. Like, Hey, I'm not, I'm still every day, but you know, they're not perfect because no one's perfect. So you look at chair one, that doesn't mean that you're sinless and you're perfect. But it means that you are on that path every day, trying, trying, trying to do exactly what God and Christ has called us to live. Um, and that's going to require an explanation because people are going to be like, are you one of those radical Christians? Mm. Are you one of those crazy Christians? Yeah. And God doesn't, uh, um, there's no different levels of Christian. God in here doesn't say, well, I hope that you can be in chair two. Maybe you'll always be or eventually maybe get in chair one. There's no chair analogy like this in the Bible guys, but Sam, but he's like, Hey, you're there, but you're not the, like, well, good for you. No, it's, we are all called to be in chair one, which is what we would call like a radical Christian. Someone that is going to live their life for God in every aspect of their life. Hmm. Um, that we try to be there. Um, chair two people. I'm just gonna jump this in. There's a lot there to say. When I was in high school, I think that there are people that I came in contact with. Now, again, I went to a Christian school that I came in contact with, and maybe you did too, uh, that were really trying to do that. And again, it's 
really hard in high school. Yeah. But they're really trying to do that. And what did we call them? Goody goody. Yeah. Oh, look at them. They're never, oh, you're just a goody goody. No, they're trying to live the best life that they can for mm. Christ. And we're back here saying, that's ridiculous. Quit trying so hard. Quit trying so hard. I mean, you're just a goody goody. You're just always doing everything. Why don't you have some fun? Why don't you, you know, and kind of live this life. What is interesting is the people that I called goody goody, or I would have said that they were that, I look at now and go, man, they had a head start on us. Yeah. You know, you know, now with social media and stuff, I'm like, man, I wish I was where they're at mm-hmm. because they've had years longer of trying this than I have. Right. And they kind of went through some trials mm-hmm. um, and things. Um, I live in their life for that. All right. So chair two people. Chair two people is what I think probably is about 80, 95% of the people. This is not a Pew research study, guys. This is just, <laughs> I think the majority of people live in chair two. Yeah. Majority of people that you see at church that say they're Christians, I think they live in chair two. Um, and they've gotten used to God. It's mm-hmm. this deal of like, that's just a part of who we are. I've been hearing these stories my entire life. As long as I go to church and I give a little bit and I serve a little bit and I just kind of do the bare minimum, it looks on the appearance that I'm this way, mm. but they're really not. Yeah. Um, and so even chair two people will look at chair one people and say, well, they're goody goody. Why don't you chill out? Or that's a radical <laughs> Christian. Yeah. Like they're really living in like, that's that's kind of weird. I'm just doing the normal everyday Christian. Mm. We're not called to be normal everyday Christians. Is there such a thing? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, just look around America, right? <laughs> like it, biblically, no. Yeah. Biblically, no. Um, Cause they talk about this a lot here, the whitewashed tombs and the Pharisees doing it for show and all these things. Um, but it's this different deal of, I, I, I don't know if I can point to somebody right now and say, I think that they're living this chair one really well. Mm. Um, and again, if we asked them, they'd say no, <laughs> there yeah. was somebody they would say no there. Um, but chair, a, you know, chair, a two people, you go to church, you have your Christian life. You may, you're gonna put some Bible verses online. You may be rocking a Christian tattoo. You may be doing all this life, right? Saying, Hey, this is where I am. Um, but you're still missing the point just a little bit where it hasn't fully come full circle. We're like, no, this is what I need to do. Um, I think about it in revelation three where it says, so because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Mm. And I think chair two people are just lukewarm Yeah, that are like comfortable. They're just okay with where they're at. Yeah. Like, I don't need to go any further. I think I'm doing well enough. I'm not super on fire, but I'm not cold. I'm at least here. I I at least believe. Um, then you got chair three people. Chair one, radical Christians, what people would say. Chair two people is most of us that say we're Christians. We're trying, but are we really trying every single day? It's just really the forefront of our minds is Christ, Christ, Christ. How do I live and be like Christ? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's in chair two people's front of their minds, but right. it is in chair one. Chair three people are not Christians, but they're probably Christian adjacent, <laughs> right? They may come to your church. Uh, you know, they probably come on Easter, Christmas, Mother's Day. That's the three biggest days attendance-wise in most churches. Like, So they're going to go because their mom asked them to go. They're going to be there. They may drop their kids off at like VBS because like, yeah, that's good for them. 
but I haven't really made that decision yet. I'm not really there, but they look very similar to chair two people. Mm. And then you have chair four people that are not at all, that are not even Christians at all. Um, they don't really get it. They have not fully jumped in. They're just like, Adam is about my fear is, is that the chair four people that are just like, I'm not Christian at all. I don't go to church. I don't know your phrases. I don't know what a Devo is, right? Like I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't know these things. What is communion, right? There's that kind of stuff. My fear is that they look at chair three and two people and think they're the same people, right? That, which means that we, the majority of us look like everybody else, right? that we look like non-Christians mm. just because maybe we don't cuss or we're nice to people. And it's like, if you just, if you just do those things, great. Mm. If you look on the outside, like you're a good person and you're not just outwardly mean to, you know, like your waiter or server, it's like, Oh, well then good. Then mm. you must be a Christian. Um, and so my fear is that for, uh, um, that f- chair for people are searching. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone is searching. Everyone's searching for something. Right. And if chair four people are searching for maybe what it looks like to follow Christ, my fear is that they're looking at chair three people because they look just like us. Right. Um, but that's, I think that's the burden on us here is how do we get from chair three to chair two? And again, if you're in chair four, this isn't a knock on you. This is just where you are spiritually. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not that we look down at chair four people and say, oh, well, you don't get it. Mm. No, they're searching. Um, I like the verse in Ecclesiastes 3.11. It says, and he has also set eternity in the human heart. I think there is something about every single one of us that we are searching for something. Right. They We want something. Purpose, meaning. Which I have recently watched. Um, and you said that you guys have watched. There's something on HBO Max about like the Heaven's Gate. Right. Like the, we always called it the Haley comment, but it's called the Hellbop. 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 The Hellbop comment, but it's this cult, right? You guys may know this. 1997, the Haley's comment, all those people that dressed in the same like tracksuit, the same Nikes, and they all killed themselves. Like the, I think the largest mass yeah. a suicide on U.S. soil. Yep. 39 people. Yeah. And you look at this and go, these people were just searching. Right. We're always looking for something to be plugged in, to be, uh, uh, um, connected with Mm -hmm. especially in adolescence the biggest question you ask as a kid so from charlie's age now really all the way till you're about 25 26 27 that's when adolescence stops but really in that 10 to about 20 range the biggest question or the most common question that you ask yourself all the time is who am i and where do i fit in Mm -hmm. and that's why there is posers right like i just want to be in this group trying to find your people so i'm going to try to be a skateboarder and i can't and i want to try to be this person and look this way and i think that every single person here on earth is searching for something Mm -hmm. um which is why chair four people are searching and Mm -hmm. looking my fear is that they're looking to Christian adjacent or looking to us that are lukewarm and going, why would I do that? Yeah. Why would I be a part of that? Yeah. People are looking for purpose and community, right? Which, I I, that, which, which I think is set on our hearts by God. Right. I think to that's be communal and to have a purpose in life. In, ingrained in our nature mm-hmm. is to, to find purpose and meaning in life and to find people 
to share that life with. Good news is <laughs> Jesus in gives us setting this setting this new kingdom, this new way of life and living, solves both of those problems. Uh, the 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 problem comes in when followers of Jesus don't actually live that out in a way that's meaningful. If you live that out in a way that's not meaningful or doesn't seem like it's real, then that's going to push people who are actually searching for purpose and community away from the purpose and community that you are supposed to represent. And, and yeah, absolutely. He, those very two questions of purpose and community, where do I find it? Where do I get it? What is it? How do I, it's laid out on a silver platter for us mm. and a life of Christ right? and belonging to a church. And, you know, there's so many people that are like, yeah, I'm spiritual, but I'm not Christian or I believe, but I'm not this. Right. And they have this void. I really believe in their life where it's like, are you connected to a local church? Mm-hmm. Are you connected and serving in that way and being a part of this community? Um, and we see it here. I mean, you're, you know, you're a community community connections minister here and you have these people and we get these phone calls being like, I don't feel connected to this community. We're like, have you been here? Yeah. Are you in a small group? Do you come regularly enough and help volunteer and you serve in a ministry? Yeah. Do you serve? That's how we get closer is we serve with one another and we walk with one another and we're in our small groups together and do these things. It's right here for you, wherever you're at. God has given you a place to answer those two questions for you, mm-hmm. having a purpose in him and having a community in his people That's right. in his church to help you get to chair one, right. to help you stick in chair one and to find people and to find your friends and to find that family and to find the people around you that is going to help you grow spiritually and yeah. not be content to be like, we look good mm-hmm. and on the appearance, it looks good. I had a thought. Ooh, let's go. I think that, Chair two and chair three. We're just we're just gonna we're gonna run this metaphor into the ground here. I think that chair two and chair three is on is a really uh, enticing seat if you are a lone wolf, if you're going it on your own, if yes. you don't have real community, if you want to get to a place where you're living authentically, uh-huh. living a life uh, in Christ. That requires both a personal dedication, uh-huh. which I think is a little easier for people, Yeah, but intentional community. You have to have people around you who will tell you when you're not being for real. Yeah. You know? So I think maybe the key to living that authentic life is both, you know, a personal commitment to understanding who Jesus was and what he was calling people to do, but then putting people that you trust around you in your life that are going to help hold you to a standard. And it's not this policeman who's no, 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 no. watching you and, you know, making notes on everything you do or don't do, but it's people who you're actually in relationship with who can assess your mental and spiritual health, like, and, yeah. and, and know you well enough to say, Hey, what's up? Man? What's going on? You know, you don't yeah. seem like yourself, seems like something's yeah. up. And if you don't have those people in your life, it's really easy to just kind of hide out and and just chill to get stuck, you know? Yeah, and growth growth in Christ, uh, I think by nature happens in community. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I think about like going to the gym, like having somebody there, you know, like a trainer that can right. like 
push you and say, Hey, I think you can do more. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, you get two more reps. Why don't we add 10 more pounds of this? And you're like, Oh, I can never do that. I'm like, no, but I'm here to spot you yeah. and help you and walk with you. And then, Hey, you did this for two weeks straight. Now you don't need my help anymore. Right. Hey, you have grown in this. And do you have those spiritual trainers and people in your life? And it's mm. not always somebody to say, Hey, you know, where are you at? What's wrong? But also people that you can look up to and go, man, I think they are doing that pretty well and I can learn from them. You know, it's this whole mentorship and this mm-hmm. whole generational deal. How are you doing that? Um, if you're a chair two people, I hope that you're lifting chair three people up to you. And if you're in chair two, I hope you're looking to a chair one to say, hey, who's helping me get there as well? And yeah. if you're in chair one, how are you getting people up from two to one, right? Like it's this growth, family, community, mentorship, discipleship, all those Christian words you want to use. Yeah. But that's that's what it is. Yeah, you hit the you hit the word right there. It's discipleship. Yeah. Um and discipleship happens in community and it happens through something that I think is another uh issue for us. It happens through discomfort. Uh, and absolutely and challenge. And we don't like to challenge each other. We don't like to well, in, to, well, to it, encourage, not, not encourage, we'll encourage all day, but call outs, do yeah. whatever. I mean, so like if I called you out and said, Hey Chris, about this, that's going to put a, if we weren't good friends or whatnot, and, you know, and we didn't have this relationship, be like, who does he think he is calling right. out? But knowing you, it'd be like, Oh, Hey, he's just there to try to help. Right. But that's going to be uncomfortable for a mm. bit. That's going to be an awkward conversation at times. And it's, uh, it's cyclical. And oh, it's, yeah. it's seasonal, right? So yeah. sometimes in my life, I might be in the position where I need to be really lifting people up, mm-hmm. you know, challenging folks, encouraging people. But then there are going to be other seasons in my life where I'm going to need those same people to challenge me yeah. because I'm I'm going through something or whatever. You that's know? that's that has been in I don't know twelve thirteen years of doing youth ministry. The thing that I have found, one of the things that I have found. I did not expect hmm. is that my job I think is like, I'm here to help build up these students from sixth grade to 12th grade to help form a foundation of faith for them, to help them walk through questions and walk through their adolescent years and the high school years, middle school. But I found that I have as my job is, I think that I am reaching them up and helping them up the ladder. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times where they're helping me up the ladder too. Yeah, just having right. these conversations and seeing them react and seeing just how they talk and will say things and you're like, Oh dang, I really needed to see and hear that today. And so um, if you're an ex student of mine or you're a church here or whatever, like I get a lot from just being around students cause they will do a lot too. That kind of helped me. And so there's times in your life where I'm intentional about building up, but those same people may be building me up too. Yeah. That's what like community is, right? Yeah. That's, that's like the definition of it. Yeah. I feel like we give lots of introspective challenges on this podcast, yeah. but I feel like we've got two, two today. One, it's like, take some time to consider where you are on this spectrum. Really, what yeah. you're talking about with these chairs is like, following Christ is a journey. It's a lifelong journey. And you're going to be at a place in your journey. Do you even consider where you might be in that journey? Yeah. So take some time and consider that. But then the the second and the, the more real challenge that I would have for people out there is, think about this. Do you have somebody in your life that can challenge you? Uh huh. And if you don't, that's priority number one. Get them. Is find some community, find a person, a group of people who you can live honestly in front of, who can 
help you, push you, encourage you, challenge you. If you don't have it, it's going to be hard to progress in following Jesus. We're not made to do this alone in our own silo. Right. It's together. And also don't think that that person has to be 80 years old and been doing this forever. And maybe someone younger than you, mm-hmm. maybe somebody, you know, spiritual formation is not an age thing. Right. Um, and I would, I would have another challenge. Throw it out. If you're in that chair two area and, and like, as you are always seeking to be more Christ-like, we can use chair one, whatever it be, but living your life full of Christ like him. And you were trying to get there. Who are, you know, who's the person or the group that is going to challenge you to get there. But two, if you're in that chair two, who in chair three in your life do you need to help build up as well? Mm-hmm. And you may say, well, I don't have those. I'm not a minister. I don't have those tools. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Like being open and honest and loving and caring to be like, hey, I want to help you through. Th- or not be like, hey, I see that you are not a Christian. And I'm like, don't. <laughs> but like it may be a neighbor, maybe a family member, maybe a coworker, a friend right. or somebody. How are you doing that as well? Yeah. Um, and don't think that you, you can only do that if you're in chair one. Mm-hmm. Chair two, look to chair three. Um, and even to chair four people, mm-hmm. um, we're really kind of talking about just chair two and three of like believers of Christ that say, Hey, how can I grow and do this? Yeah. Um, and there may be some of you right now that are chair four that are not Christian, that aren't even Christian adjacent. And you're like, where's, where's the nearest church? I don't even know. <laughs> Great. Everyone has to start somewhere. Yeah. Babies start on a bottle and then they move to pork chops at some point. Right. Like then they move into real meat. Mm-hmm. Wherever your journey is. Great. We just want you to continue on a journey towards Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't tell you how to do that right now. That's that's a lifelong podcast. That's a lifelong <laughs> journey, what we're trying to do here. Um, but I think that our cities, I think that our jobs, I think our communities, I think our schools, I think our PTOs, I think in whatever it may be, we need more people searching for chair one mm-hmm. and that are saying, hey, I may be called radical and different and that's okay. Yeah. Because hopefully by that, doing that long enough, people are going to get it and mm-hmm. go, oh, no, they're not goody-goody. I want what they got Yeah, because uh, they really got something going on there. Yeah. Anything else? I don't Talking know. chair chat. We, we got the chair talk. Well, hey, our um, logos. Chairs. Chairs, right? With a light in the middle. I, I just thought There's that was. There. Yeah. yeah, it's light. Just you're talking. <laughs> I mean, there's a lamp right there. We could have moved that in the middle. Absolutely. Um, and have that. Well, hey, uh, we hope you guys uh, have enjoyed this, this little chit chat, chair chat, chair chat, uh, just about what's going on. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, again, we just got a few more in 2021 coming to a close and then we'll be in 2022. So yeah, we'll have, we'll have probably a double next week, some point and we'll put them out on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if you have not listened to our Advent series, we're not doing Advent right now on the podcast. Check it out. Go back last December. Uh, December 2020, you can look through those episodes. Uh, I guess they would have been episode like 13, 14, I don't know. Sounds good. Right? I'm trying to think like what's 50 weeks back, so probably around there. Yeah. Um, go back and listen to those. You'll be blessed by that. And I actually may go back here this week and listen to them. I like it. It'll be good. Well, take care. Like, rate, review, subscribe, share, love, smash, send, all the things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it'd be great. Well, hey, have a good day, and we'll catch y'all next week. Bye, friends.